there. Welcome to Shoot the Lick. I'm Frankie Sparks. And I'm Scott Eisenberg. And we are a married couple who like to shoot the shit about movies. That we do. That we do. And this week, Scott has introduced me to a film. That's right. And it just happens to be 420. Ooh. Ooh, baby. So I hope you're lighting up. Getting a little... Hi today. Oh, because you ain't got oh no place to go, <laughs> <laughs> and you ain't got no fucking job. We watched Friday, released in 1995, and it's funny because I've watched this movie a ton. I have never seen it. I only know it for its memes, and there are quite a few memeable things in this movie. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> But yes, it is very memeable. So, Friday stars Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. It takes place all on one day, Friday. And I found out it's technically considered a cult classic. So what, it did like shitty at the box office and then... It did okay, but it was it kind of has like this cult following now. It has gained more popularity in the mainstreams in the years after its release. Yes. Got it. I'm just curious. Why did you want to introduce me to this film, Scott? Well, okay. I find it hysterical. I really enjoy Ice Cube. I've always enjoyed Chris Tucker. I've watched the movie a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's just a fun movie. And you know what? Sometimes you just need a good hangout movie. That's true. I did think going into this that it was just gonna be a hangout movie where guys mainly chris tucker makes weed jokes and like it is that but at one point it does kind of take a turn into the more serious which kind of was jarring to me a little bit but i didn't hate it there were things i liked about this movie and things i found a little boring but then again i don't have the years-long connection to this film that you do I get it. There are some stuff that it's a little slow, but you know what? As long as you have a good time, it's a fun movie to watch. Yeah, I think the problem sometimes with hangout movies in particular is like sometimes things just happen and they have no bearing on any kind of plot that's going on. They just happen for the sake of happening. And like in some cases those things work in other cases they don't and this movie is like a mixed bag with that but the movie was directed by f gary gray in his feature film debut before that he had directed several music videos including the video for tlc's waterfalls which is always a good bop and um miss jackson by outcast Hey, there you go. Which is another fucking great bop. He's also directed 2003's The Italian Job with Mark Wahlberger. Yeah. Um, Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. And the eighth Fast and Furious movie, which I don't know if you know which one that is, Scott. That's The Fate of the Furious. Oh, because fate rhymes with A. No, because they replaced the A with an eight and that was a whole thing. Of course they did. Of course they did. So, 
Jesus Christ. And it was written by Ice Cube, who is the star of this movie. He, of course, is an infamous rapper turned actor. This is his writing debut as far as movies go. And um, he also wrote the movie with DJ Pooh, who played Red in the movie. And he's a record producer primarily. He's worked with several artists, including LL Cool J, Tupac, Snoop, Dr. Dre, and many much more. And uh, they also both produced the movie. So this was clearly a very personal and important project to them. And uh, it definitely shows that, at least, because it, it does come across like the ensemble cast that's in this movie are all very, like tightly connected and they're very like dedicated to making this film succeed I think because they're all like living on the same block the characters right so they all have that connection and you kind of feel that hometown connection where everybody knows everybody it, it comes across through the screen for sure oh it definitely does all these characters feel real like you all know these characters and how they act from simple little things like the mother talking to another wife across the street being like oh god she knows what she's doing in those short shorts hi girl hi <laughs> like little things like that just it, everybody feels real if you've ever lived on the street with like a bunch of people you've known all your life this is kind of you know everybody you know all their shit and ice cube did a really good job bringing that to the screen just fun fact also, because DJ Pooh, who played Red and was a co-writer on this movie, was originally supposed to play Smokey, but the studio went another direction, which we're going to get to a, a more loud and annoying direction. <laughs> I mean, Chris Tucker, everyone. Let's, let's talk about Chris Tucker for a minute. He plays the same fucking character in every movie he's ever been in, ever in life. In perpetuity and always in fucking afterlife, in before life, in yesteryear and onward. He is always the same fucking guy. Yeah, I can't deny that. And like, don't get me wrong, like, I don't hate Chris Tucker actually. Because one of the movies that I grew up watching and can recite like to the T probably in its entirety is Rush Hour 2. Not Rush Hour, although I did realize later that Rush Hour is basically the same movie as Rush Hour 2. So we can use them in the same sentence interchangeably. It's fine. But yeah, I love Chris Tucker in Rush Hour 2. But after watching Chris Tucker in this movie, I'm like, oh, it's just Carter from Rush Hour. But like, he likes to smoke weed a lot. It's the same fucking guy. <laughs> well, Chris Tucker is, yeah, Chris Tucker. If you ever watch this, Fifth Element, and the Rush Hour series. But yeah, Chris Tucker is Chris Tucker. There's a reason, like, if you have this kind of role, you call it Chris Tucker. Well, believe it or not, at the MTV Movie Awards that year when this movie came out, the film Friday was nominated for three awards and Chris Tucker was included in all of them. Uh, he didn't win any of them, but he was nominated for Breakthrough Performance, which he lost to George Clooney in From Dust Till Dawn, which is kind of hilarious. He was nominated for Best Comedic Performance and he lost to Jim Carrey, which I don't even have to say which movie because it's just it's Jim the, Carrey. It's the Jim Carrey run in it's the 90s. It's just fucking Jim Carrey, okay? It doesn't matter. <laughs> 
and a best on screen duo with him and Ice Cube. I mean, this is like the most obvious loss ever. They lost to David Spade and Chris Farley and Tommy Boy. Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, yeah. Well, no, yeah, it makes sense. Right. Yeah. Fat guy in a little coat. No, nothing can beat fat guy in a little coat. I think it makes more sense with Farley and Spade only because they are opposites that come together. Craig and Smokey are just like that. You could tell they've been friends for a while, but they're not. They're not like stark opposites. They definitely have differences. Like they're two very distinct characters in that Smokey is just an annoying guy and his whole personality is pot. And then Craig is like, you know, a slightly more complex individual with like, you know, desires and like basic human (laughs) fucking social skills. But, yeah, I mean, clearly this movie did something right. It had two sequels, another sequel that's supposedly coming out this year. Who knows? And then it also had a cartoon series because a lot of movies, I feel like in the 90s, for some reason, got cartoon series for some reason. And also in the 80s. I don't know. It was like a thing. It definitely. And they're always short-lived. It was definitely a thing. Um, I've watched both sequels. They're fine. Once you replace Chris Tucker of Mike Epps, it wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. Mike Epps is, again, also fine. It's just like, I don't know. Chris Tucker just added a little more, and also it got a lot zanier as time went on. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, so are they worth watching for me, knowing how I felt about the movie? Like, Since you thought this one was okay, I would probably say you're just going to get diminishing return as you go along. Fun. Nobody likes that. Basically, all I'll say is, like, I read something that F. Gary Gray and Ice Cube both said, like, this movie was heavily inspired by the vibe of Kevin Smith's Clerks, which I've seen. And if you know, if you've seen that movie, you kind of get what I'm saying, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a gritty, real people. It, it makes sense. Stay in the life and then yeah. it, it makes a sudden left turn into serious land. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And again, as I can't heap enough praise onto Ice Cube and F. Gary Gray for actually making a movie that does feel real, even with like all the crazy zaniness of the 90s. Hell, this is the same, like, decade that brought us, like, Demolition Man and shit like that. That's true. This is definitely more believable than Demolition Man. I mean, I don't know what kind of bar that is, but... I'm just saying, like, this easily could have been a zany type of movie. I guess, but that's not what they were going for. They were going for realism. Yeah, you know. Scott, are you ready to get into the nitty gritty? Let's... Do this. Thoughts, I feelings. So basically, we start off with, we're meeting everybody, basically. We meet Ice Cube, who is Craig. We meet Craig's family. We meet his father, who's a dog catcher. His mother, who we just calls Ma. <laughs> yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, played by John Witherspoon and Anne-Marie Hartford. Um, they were also, I think, the parents on the Wayne's Brothers show, which I thought it was kind of funny that they just transferred over to this movie. But, um, yeah, John Witherspoon in particular, his performance in this movie, I think, is really great. 
I've only I haven't seen him in a lot of movies, but I feel like the movies that I have seen him in personally, like he acts more like they hire him or they have him there just to like be silly and like over the top because he definitely has a very expressive face and very specific, unique kind of like comedic timing and delivery. And he does have that in this movie. But like this is the first time I've seen him deliver a performance that's like more than that. And, you know, not just totally relying on, like, the silly over-the-top yelling and stuff. And, like, he is definitely a more well-rounded character in this movie, which I appreciate. Well, yeah, I, I think early on, you, you have a lot of the silliness with him early on in the movie. Because, you know, he asked Craig to come in while he's pooping and stuff like that. And that's a whole and, funny like, scene. And, like, have a stern talk with him, yeah. <laughs> about getting the job. And, like, but then he, as the movie progresses, he does get a lot of good, like, Craig these are wise moments wisdom moments for Craig to learn and he does a great job with that like I said it kind of came out of left field but like I was kind of like in it because of the performances with it like I appreciated it although I do hate the character because he had a whole like little chunk where he said he hates dogs and he loves being a dog catcher because he can beat up dogs and I'm like fuck you (laughs) fuck this guy I hope a dog eats him well, that does happen. The dog does bite him in the ass. We also meet his sister, played by Regina King. Oh, the queen. She doesn't have a lot to do in this movie. No, but she's just, like, a beautiful person. She is. <laughs> I love her. But uh, she's here. Of course, we meet the neighborhood. We got Smokey, his best friend. As we said, played by Chris Tucker. I mean, he clearly improved a lot in this movie, which, like good on you and everything and there were points in the movie where like he did his shtick and i laughed right but like because he's the main character with craig it's just incessant <laughs> like it doesn't stop and i'm like okay after a while like you just hear that c- specific chris tucker tone just droning in your ears and it's like oh my god make it stop <laughs> it's just i don't know it, it just never bothered me like when we get to things like Fifth Element, where he goes, like, completely insane. Yeah. Like, that I get, but, like, here it never bothered me. No, and I, I get that because, literally, like I said, I've watched Rush Hour 2, like, 150,000, 100 billion times. And Rush Hour 1, too, and it never bothered me. Rush Hour 3 bothered me, but that was for totally different reasons. Because <laughs> it sucked. That was the joke, Scott. I got it. I understood. You, you, you like Rush Hour 3. Yeah, it's it's fine. No, it's not. <laughs> it's it's not fine. <laughs> oh god, it's bad. Oh god, but uh, we learn a couple things. Craig got fired on this day off. God damn! You got to be a stupid motherfucker to get fired on your day off. Yeah, you know what's weird? I thought they were gonna resolve that at some point. Nope. Because the whole setup for that was that he got fired on his day off. Because he went in to get his check and he left and then the boss called him and said, oh, we have you on tape stealing boxes. And he's like, what the fuck? And I thought it was either going to get resolved the like someone was setting him up or something and like, you know, like disguising themselves as him to get him in trouble. Or that like, I thought like literally the last frame of the movie after all the crazy bullshit happened, he was going to go into his room or something and open the closet and like a bunch of boxes were going to be sitting in the closet. Like, yeah, I did steal the boxes. <laughs> it would have been interesting. but I should, They just never mentioned it. I think it was just 
a reason for him to be home. Right, I get that. But it's just, it was so specific. Like, oh, they have you on tape stealing. And he was like, so, oh, I didn't steal anything. It's someone that looks like me. They're talking about pressing chart. And they laid a whole big thing about it and then never resulted. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, it's, Craig got fired on his day off. We, we learn, you know, this family dynamic is a little dysfunctional. A little bit, but I don't think any more than... Any normal family. Yeah, I mean, to be fair. It's it's just funny because, like, little things like the mom cooks breakfast for herself and Craig gets all mad that she doesn't make him anything. He has all the cereal and no milk. <laughs> but they keep, Just use water. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. You know, just the little things that are quite funny and just, like, cute, like, family dynamic kind of things. We also meet Craig's girlfriend, Joy. Who was like an asshole. She was so fucking annoying. I, because obviously like she was his girlfriend or whatever because they established that. But um, they didn't have any like nice moment together. I'm like, why are you his fucking girlfriend? <laughs> like, can you be his ex-girlfriend? Because that makes just as much sense if not more. <laughs> well, yeah, I think they even state that. Like, his mom doesn't like her. Right. She even says, why are you with this fucking... Right, especially because Craig does have a love interest in the movie that isn't actually his girlfriend in the movie. So it's like, okay, can we just... Can we focus on Nia Long? Like, she is so gorgeous and wonderful and she's fucking cool in this movie. Like, can we just not focus on this girl? It's crazy. We get introduced to one of our main plot devices very early on when Smokey comes into Craig's window and Craig pulls the gun on him. Ah, yes, the gun. The gun becomes an important thing that carries throughout this movie. Yeah. He he pulls it out as a joke initially on Smokey, but later on it's used in not a joking manner, but yeah. It, it's just to establish that like, yeah, he's got a gun in his drawer for some reason. And it's it's a fucking real gun. I thought maybe it was gonna come out later that it wasn't a real gun, but no, it was it was a real gun and it had real bullets in it. <laughs> yep. So this starts our whole day of Craig and Smokey sitting on the front porch of Craig's house, and we get introduced to Big Worm, who is our secondary antagonist of the movie. Yes, he is a weed dealer that has essentially delegated Smokey to sell weed for him which is such a dumb thing to do on so many levels first of all the man's name is Smokey he is like that's his name when I say weed is Smokey's personality it is at one point we go into his bedroom at his house and there's just weed posters everywhere (laughs) like just so much drug paraphernalia and it's like, okay, we get it. Even Craig at one point, actually several times, he looks at fucking smoking. He's like, is that all you do? Just sit around and smoke weed? Like, we get it. Like, fucking get a hobby. Like, <laughs> that isn't that. Like, do puzzles. <laughs> like, just do literally anything. Oh, my Lord. But uh, I forgot the original point I was saying. Big worm. Oh, yes, big worm. Okay, so he's a weed dealer, right? And he has a perm for some reason. Maybe because perm rhymes with worm and that's funny. I don't know. But the point is, Faison loves in this movie. And that's awesome because I love Faison Love. Last time we saw him on Shoot the Flick, we actually reviewed the movie The Replacements. He had a pretty minor role in that movie, but it consisted of one of the funniest, if not the funniest parts of that movie. <laughs> My windshield, you crazy mother. Now put the car back, you son of a bitch. 
Son of Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, I'm a son uh -oh. of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Oh my god, but Faison's always great in every little role he does. Like he's much more of just like a comedic supporting actor. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's had a movie where they tried to put him as the lead or something or maybe a co-lead because they try their hand at that with everybody. Maybe a direct-to-DVD situation. But yeah, he's always been a pretty dope supporting guy. He always has a tendency to come in with like the good one-liners and stuff. But yeah, Face on Love comes in and he's like, Smokey, you gotta get me my money or get me my pot. One of the two things. Another reason why why would you give him weed to sell for you? One, like I said, name Smokey, right? That seems stupid. But second of all, just looking at this guy for five minutes and talking to him, like you can tell he is not the type of person who can handle any sort of responsibility. I wouldn't leave a goldfish in his care, let alone thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of merchandise, whether it be illegal or otherwise. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't make logical sense. No, Smokey is very immature. Yes. Doesn't take anything seriously. Even Craig says that at some point. Like, dude, take something seriously. Yeah, for he's once. like, he's like, you think everyone's joking? He's like, no one's joking but you. And then we get the famous line of, "Hey, I know you don't smoke weed. I know this, but I'm gonna get you high today, cause it's Friday. You ain't got no job." And you ain't got shit to do. Because Craig is very against smoking weed, which is kind of funny knowing Ice Cube. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I appreciated the fact that they didn't go into some, like, big, like, you know, personal reason as to why he doesn't like smoking weed or, like, some, like, weird thing in his backstory that made him not want to do weed. He just doesn't like to smoke weed. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> it's fine. He just doesn't want to. It's it's always also so very funny because back in like high school, we knew all the potheads. Right, <laughs> and to this day, neither one of us have ever smoked weed. So it's like maybe we shouldn't be the ones doing a 420 episode. <laughs> but hey, we're doing it. We're hypocrites. What can we say? <laughs> no, it's just fun. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I'll be a hypocrite. That's okay. It's all good. We go to Smokey's house, as Frankie said before get all his paraphernalia and his mom sends him to the market to go get her cigarettes. Basically it's, we get some good little stupid jokes about, uh, the markets African-American owned and an Asian guy. Oh my up. God. That one, that one was rough. We had a very like 16 candles moment where like <laughs> the guy comes up from behind the counter and they do like a gong sound. An Asian guy pops. I was like, oh no. <laughs> then you got that. You got the other guy who tries to fake a slip and fall on the dry floor. That guy was weird. He seemed like he was like on crack the, the entire <laughs> movie. Well, that's what they kept. They kept like calling him a crackhead. Oh my God. That guy was fucking nuts. We get introduced to Miss Parker. Oh, jeez. Uh, Miss Parker is a woman who lives across the street who basically is there to be eye candy. Right. That whole thing was weird. Okay, first of all, 
her whole joke, I guess, running gag throughout the movie is that she's pretty model lady, right? And she's like flaunting her business to everyone in town, right? And she's outside on the front lawn watering the fucking lawn even though there's no grass. It's literally just dirt. <laughs> I literally, I'm so good. I'm like, is she watering just straight think, up dirt? Well, the funny thing is I think it's all dirt except for like one flower in the middle of the I dirt. was so confused. And then later on because haha funny um, Bernie Mac comes in. Yeah, Bernie Mac's in this movie. That was a shining light, actually, because like every time I see Bernie Mac in a movie, I just remember like how fucking amazing he was, and I get a little like sad. But he is like a like the tidiest role in this movie, and it's still fucking great. He plays like a preacher guy, like over the top preacher type pastor guy, and he ends up like going across the street to Miss Parker's house and like banging the shit out of her, and then. The like gag of it is that she she has a Mr. Parker and Mr. Parker comes home and he's played by Tony Cox. <laughs> he's been in a lot of movies, Bad Santa and like a lot of those like shitty kind of spoof movies. Yeah, because he's it's funny. Like, he's he it's funny. He's short. Right. <laughs> he's a little person, so it's funny. Okay, but like yeah, that whole like gag. Like I was like okay. I didn't find it particularly funny. It, it's goofy. But it's fine. Like, it, whatever. It's funny just because you get Bernie Mac who comes in being, like, the preacher who's, oh, God, the devil's lettuce. And he tries, oh God, to, get, yeah, yeah, he tries yeah. to get a smoke off Smokey. And he's like. Yeah. And then the only kind of thing even marginally funny was when Tony Cox chased Bernie Mac out of the house after he banged his wife and then threw a brick at his car window. That was funny. A little bit because Tony Cox, like potentially beating the shit out of Bernie Mac, would have been like amazing. But that's what I was talking about as far as hangout movies, where like certain things in hangout movies are there just to be there and like you know build up the the character of the place in which you're hanging out, right? Yeah. There's history here. There's things that happen here on this block, and like I didn't care. <laughs> I get it. I understand that not every joke or every like interactions gonna be hit or be funny yeah not everything lands in this movie but like certain things still did so i'm yeah. not mad at it but that's that's what you're gonna get with like this type of movie some things you're gonna find hysterical some things you're not we meet hector who is basically he's just a jerk at smokey's he is the reason smokey's all twitchy because he let smokey smoke angel dust and we get a whole big thing of like we get a flashback to it where he's chasing Smokey with the car after Smokey has smoked angel dust and locked himself in the pigeon coop. And I I do love Chris Tucker going, and I haven't been right ever since. And he kind of just twitches. That's <laughs> like his. <laughs> and then we get introduced to Debo. Fucking Debo. <laughs> Debo is played by Tom Lister Jr. Yeah, Tiny Lister, and he's been in. A lot of things. He's one of those... Oh, that guy. He's that person. You've known him. He's been in Fifth Element. You see him a lot he, of stuff. He's been in a ton of things. He's a jacked fucking guy who kind of looks a little intimidating and scurry. He definitely does look intimidating. And he's supposed to, particularly in this movie. He's like a big bully that goes around to different people in the neighborhood and just like 
literally steals stuff off of them and then says, oh, it's this is mine now. <laughs> and he's so big and strong and scary that no one stands up to him. We get a flashback of Debo messing with Red, who is yeah. DJ Pooh. And basically, he's gambling with Smokey. And DJ Pooh goes up to Debo and goes, hey, man, can I get my bike back? And Debo fucking uppercuts him <laughs> and knocks him out. And Smokey comes up with him with the other big meme going, You got knocked the fuck out! <laughs> that one was funny. I was like, that's <laughs> just like standing over him. Oh, and then, yeah, and then later on, like, the most infamous, like, meme of that movie comes about. I was, like, waiting for it. Everyone knows from Friday, right, that at some point... When Ice Cube and Chris Tucker are sitting on the stoop, and at some point they like jerk to the side and go, Damn! Right? So I was waiting for that. And I was waiting and waiting and waiting some more. And then all of a sudden, Red comes by the house and he takes off his sunglasses to reveal how Debo fucked half his goddamn face up it's all black and blue and swollen and that's when they do it they go damn <laughs> i was like finally oh that was good too that was a good moment so finally craig gives in and gets high with smoky and this like for the next 20 to 30 minutes of the movie craig is like fucked up he's hearing uh -oh. things <laughs> that was really funny because he's never, like, been... But what's hilarious, even more hilarious is... Okay, in the beginning of the movie, they make a point to say that Craig has no game. Because he's running around with this crazy bitch who's, like, basically stalking him. Like, calling up the house every five minutes and hanging up. And meanwhile, there's, like, this gorgeous, beautiful, wonderful woman across the street named Debbie, played by Nia Long. This was, like, around the time that she was on Fresh Prince, by the way. So this was, like, little short hair, Nia Long. She's running around at one point in a little sports bra, jog, and I'm like, girl, you look good. And they literally tell him, like, you have no game. <laughs> like, that's your problem. And he's like, I have game. So he has no game, right? <laughs> well, <it's> <laughs> but when he gets high and he's sitting with Debbie, like flirting with her like a motherfucker, I'm like, oh, so he has to get high to have game. That's so cute. <laughs> it's it's courage. Um, well, that's I always laugh because when they're talking about him having no game, his mother goes, your father has game. And of course, he comes out and is like, nobody going to the bathroom for at least 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. Ew. <laughs> ew, 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 ew. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yes, we meet Debbie and her sister, Felicia. Oh, my God. This I didn't even know. I didn't even know that by Felicia came from this. By Felicia. Because she goes up to them, right, and sitting on the porch talking to them, and, like, they find her very annoying for whatever reason. Well, because she tries to bum everything off Oh, everybody. right, but yeah, because she has no job, and she's trying to steal. Well, not steal, but borrow, whatever. <laughs> and she, like, annoys the shit out of Smokey to the point where he's like, get the fuck out of here. And then she turns to, to Craig, and he's just he just says, bye, Felicia. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> That's where that's from. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> See, Friday's a cultural touchstone. What a shock, you know, the fucking 
suburban white girl doesn't know the origins by Felicia. I know you're all really surprised by that. Pick up your jaws from the floor. But I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> and his delivery of it was great too. Ice Cube. He just like doesn't even look at her. He's like, bye. <laughs> bye, Felicia. Also during this time, uh, Debo takes Smokey and they break into Craig's neighbor Stanley's house. Oh, yeah. That was weird too. I thought there was going to be a more of a build up with that character. Because that character, Stanley... This guy is like, he supposedly thinks he's like fancy man. Like he's fucking Hugh Hef of the block. Like he wears a literal smoking jacket and he doesn't curse. He like politely, when the guys are walking on his grass, he politely says, can you nice gentlemen stop walking on my grass, please? And then later he gets like a little irritated and he's like, can you keep your feet off my freaking grass? I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) sweetie. I thought that that was going to escalate even more and he was going to like go off, like beat somebody's ass or something. I thought there was going to be a payoff there, but there never was. He reminds me of Carlton Banks. Uh, yeah, kind of what they were going for. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they robbed $200 from Stanley. And then Dewell goes, it's my $200. And then he looks at Red and he's like, "Where, where's my money from you? And the three of them are like, dude, he just beat his ass. Like, can you not? Like, just leave him alone. And then he takes his grandmother's chain, Red's. And he's like, it's my chain now. And he leaves. And Red just starts, like, bawling. <laughs> he's like, my grandma gave me that chain. I'm like, oh, Red. Oh, Red's sad run. To the oh car. my god, I died. How is that not a meme? He literally is like arms at his side, arms flopping around as he runs back to his car. <laughs> I was dying laughing. Oh my god, it's so good. That was good. That was one of the most funny things that happened in the movie. So <laughs> For me anyway. So we cut back to Debbie is waiting inside Craig's house for Regina King. Talking to Craig. And she's like, oh, yeah, Smokey, call my friend here. I'm trying to hook you up. And Smokey calls this girl who then tells him that she looks like Janet Jackson. And that becomes a running joke that Smokey's like, I'm going to hook up with Janet Jackson. And while all that goes on, he then does tell Debbie, yo, my boy Craig likes you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, he does. (laughs) He does. But well, Craig's like, I didn't tell her that you Listen. In this one particular moment, I would consider that a good Fred moment from Smokey, which are few and far fucking between. We'll talk about that. I just don't like the trope in movies where like, oh, we're good friends, but like this guy's a fucking idiot and he's like really selfish and kind of a moron and really immature and selfish. But, you know, he's still my friend, even though he gets me into fucking mortal peril. (laughs) For no fucking reason. We're still friends. <laughs> That's basically Chris Tucker later on in the movie. And I'm like, what the fuck? You're a bad friend. <laughs> oh, God. Joy comes in and now is a pain in the ass to Craig again. Oh, yeah, because she sees Craig with Debbie. And she's like, who the fuck is that bitch? But what's hilarious is that they're... I think it was only the two times in the movie, right, where Craig looks directly at the camera. Like, he has a full-on Jim Halpert moment where he's just like, what the fuck is my life? And he looks into the camera, which uh, is actually really funny. Oh, it is great. 
just the sheer I'm doneness on Ice Cube's face. I just, ooh, it's good. I connect with it on a personal level. It's funny because Ice Cube, ha- as an actor, mm-hmm. has become just the angry guy. Right. And he does that very well. I mean, exhibit A, fucking 21 Jump Street. Exhibit B, 22 Jump Street. He, he does it very well. But I actually think he's a better actor than I think people give him credit for. Sure. I, I've never seen a movie where I'm like, oh, he did a bad performance. He's clearly done, like, shitty movies. Well, of course. he did But, that. like, I've never seen a performance from him that I'm like, oh, he's terrible. Like, he's, like, whatever. He's fine. But, uh, yeah. So, Big Worm does come back in an ice cream truck. In his beautifully quaffed perm. Faith on Love, man. I can't imagine how, like, bizarre... Because at one point when fucking Craig is high, too, he hallucinates Big Worm's dismembered head in the fucking cabinet, like, yelling at him. When I saw that, I just pictured it practically, like, okay, here's what we're going to do, Faze (laughs) on. You're going to stick your head through this thing, right? And it's going to look like your head is sticking out into the cabinet, right? And then you're basically just going to talk like a fucking like ghost <laughs> in a fucking haunted mansion ride. And it's going to be great. Oh, and by the way, you're also going to have this golden locked Prince Charming fucking perm wig on your head that you're going to think your character anyway is going to think doesn't look fucking stupid. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> Action. Oh my god, it's so great. But basically Big Worm tells Smokey where's I want my-, my money. I want my money and Smokey's like, "Well, you know, Craig got fired yesterday and you know how we do things around here." And he goes, "If I don't have my money by 10 o'clock, I'm going to shoot you." And I'm going to shoot him. So let me explain what just happened in fuck you Frankie terms, okay? Smokey, who's supposed to be fucking Craig's boy, right? He fucking goes to this drug dealer and is like, hey, I know I was supposed to sell all this weed for you, but unfortunately I smoked it all. But uh, my friend over here, Craig, smoked half of a joint. And, you know, he's he's been having a hard time. So it's fine, right? That I just, like, completely involved my best friend into this fucking drug fucking selling bullshit that I'm in. And I owe you probably thousands of dollars. But, like, Craig did it, too. So, like, don't get mad at him, right? Don't kill him. So, what the fuck? Why would you even do that? He owes him $300, I think, to my knowledge of this movie. Which Wait, I assume that th- because, okay, spoiler alert, they fucking come after them with, like, hired guns. So you're telling me that they came after Smokey and Craig with guns because they owed him $300. To my knowledge, if I do my math right, because he does try to pay him 100 here, and he does end up s- at, spoilers if you've never seen Friday, he does get the $200 back from Debo. And at the end of the movie, does say he has Big Worm's money. So in my math, that's three hundred dollars he that's owes. Cre- Although later on, Big Worm does say like, "Oh, you know, I don't want to have to do this stuff, Smokey. It's just the principle of the thing. You owed me money, so I guess that makes sense." But like, fuck. Okay, that just makes it even worse then, because you're involving your friend in a fucking drug money dispute over three hundred dollars, and you're 
throwing your friend in the mix who's probably gonna get fucking shot what the fuck Smokey's a bad friend <laughs> and what I love about this is that Craig does call him out on it we briefly mentioned it earlier but like literally Smokey later is like oh don't worry about it he's not gonna do anything he's just playing around and he's like that's your fucking problem you think everyone's playing around but no one's fucking playing but you <laughs> Like, you're the only one playing around. Get a fucking life. Get a job. <laughs> oh, God. So, Craig starts trying. He almost gets the money off Joy. He almost gets the $200 off Joy. But then Felicia comes by and asks Craig if she could borrow his VCR. And Craig's like, get the hell out of here. And he goes back to Joy, who's like, well, ask that bitch for the money. And Joy fucking peels out. Throughout, like, the rest of the day, because Faze on Love tells them, like, I'll be back, you know, tonight to get my money. And throughout the rest of the day, they're just trying to, like, scrape this money together to pay Faze on Love, right? So they're having trouble getting the money. So up to this point, it really hasn't been all that serious, the plot, even though, you know, the drug stuff's going on. But it's, it's almost kind of in the background up to this point. So... This is kind of where the movie hangs a sharp left <laughs> because, you know, after Craig kind of tells Smokey off, he's like, okay, I, in his head, I have to find a way to protect me and Smokey. So he goes into his bedroom and he, he takes the gun out of his drawer and his dad catches him. And this is another point where John Witherspoon really gives like, the pinnacle of his performance in this movie is, I think, this scene right here in the bedroom. So quick to pick up a gun. You're scared to take an ass whipping. This one makes you a man. When I was growing up, this was all the protection we needed. You win some, you lose some. But you live. You live to fight another day. Yeah, it's, it's a really great speech by John Witherspoon, basically saying, if I knew you needed a gun to walk down the block with your friend i wouldn't have wanted to move into this neighborhood but you know you don't need a gun everybody's just afraid of an ass kicking just fucking go take your ass kicking and live to fight another day that's what the real man would do yeah i like that while i do appreciate the kind of left turn between craig confronting Smokey and mr jones confronting his son i really think that those moments are good and they are they do kind of take a different turn but the, it it works right but then directly after that that's when we get the whole thing where um Smokey and craig kind of go damn at red's thing and yeah. debo comes and steals his chain and then he flops away <laughs> so, uh, debo comes and steals red's chain and then flops he flops away it's like okay we just went right back to the funny weird shit <laughs> yeah we get that it's kind of like all that never happened and then after that the fucking uh janet jackson girl comes yes and fucking uh what's his face Smokey's all excited right and then he goes up to the car and he's first I thought it was his mom because it kind of looked like his mom in the movie because she's like a heavy set girl with dreads. But then the light comes on her. And I'm like, oh, no, it's just like a heavy set girl. And then the rest of the scene is just Chris Tucker making fun of a heavy set girl because she's heavy. So funny. I'm like, oh, my God. OK, that brought like the movie to a halt for me for a minute. <laughs> Not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you get that. But then we also get Chris Tucker goes over to Debbie's house. Yeah. And is like, why did you try and set me up with this this girl? She told me she looked like Janet Jackson. <laughs> and Debbie's like, she didn't tell you that. <laughs> it was a whole like funny thing. But he learns that Debo's sleeping with Felicia inside. So Chris Tucker decides he's going to break into the house and try and steal the $200 from Debo that he stole earlier. And uh, that quickly goes wrong when... <laughs> the fucking crackhead guy just pops into the fucking window for no reason. I'm like, what are you doing in here? He's like, the window was open. I was going to try and steal stuff. Oh, my God. Uh, was so- this before or after Chris Tucker also... There's a part in the movie where he just like takes a shit on the fucking this is after that yeah uh it's just random shit that happened this is what i'm talking about like some of the random shit that happens in this movie it's just not like it's either not funny or it doesn't pertain to anything or both and it was after the serious turn so it's like i thought we just went one way and then we decided to u-turn randomly for no reason (laughs) and then spoiler we u-turn right back into serious land like pretty soon after that so it's just it's kind of all over the place a little bit it is a little all over the place, but finally we get to 9.55 at night. Oh, yeah. And Craig is going to walk Chris Tucker home, but there's a van outside, and they start shooting at Craig and Smokey. Yeah, it was a legit fucking shootout, which I wasn't expecting, honestly. If anything, I was expecting, you know, phase on Love and some guys to come and, like, beat the shit out of them. But I wasn't expecting them to come with machine guns. I, I honestly must admit that. Perhaps it is my naivete. But <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> but this leads to Craig and Smokey on the run. And then suddenly Smokey decides to start taking shit seriously when they're hiding in a dumpster. And Smokey's like crying and like, I love you, man. He's like, you got me into this, you piece of shit. Uh, but they do get away. He does make a Godfather reference here when he did shooting at the guys with the Uzis. Oh, yeah. And it's... Everything seems like, okay, the families on the block come together like, did you hear that? What the fuck was going on? Blah, 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 blah. They're like, we can't find Craig or Smokey. So they like, Debo, have you seen Craig or Smokey? And Debo's like, I haven't seen them since fucking earlier. Oh, yeah, because he rides by on his bike... And then that's when Neil Long comes up, right? Oh, my God. Okay, so up to this point, right, Neil Long plays Debbie, right? She is, like, typical, you know, love interest girl, right? Like, she's very nice, very sweet and all that. We love her. But, like, this moment for her, I fell madly in love with this woman. I was like, yeah, bitch. I had a very yeah, bitch moment, and I love her. Please, please tell what happened. So... Oh, it's so good. So she comes up with Felicia, who is... Her side of her face is bruised the fuck up. So Debo had apparently hit her because he thought Felicia was rummaging through his pants. To get his money, money. which we know Chris Tucker fucking did. So once again, Chris Tucker has caused another innocent person a massive amount of problems. But okay, we'll just forget that for right now. (laughs) So Neil Long walks up to Debo and is like... Who the fuck are you? That's my sister, you fucking hit. She doesn't need your fucking money. Yeah. And everyone else might be scared of yeah, you, yeah, but yeah. I'm not. So Fuck go- you. Yeah, yeah. And then Debo goes and literally smacks her to the ground. 
And that's when Ice Cube appears to save the day. Yeah, Ice Cube comes up and goes, that's a female, man. You don't fucking do that this, shit. This by far was like the best part of the movie, this end part here. So they definitely ended on a high note. No pun intended because <laughs> this movie is about weed. But continue. So he goes, is like, what the fuck, man? You don't do that. Debo pulls a knife. And Craig's like, whoa, whoa, man. Like, let's, you know. And Debo hands off his knife, and Craig pulls his gun on Debo. And Debo gives a line like, what are you going to do with that? Besides piss me off. Besides piss me off. And we get a a moment where Craig imagines shooting Debo, and then he thinks back to all the things his father said about a real man doesn't need a gun. He could talk with his fists. And he puts the gun down and it starts this big fist fight with Debo. Now, what I will say about this is like after Craig and his dad had like the talk in the bedroom, right? I had a feeling that that was going to come back obviously. Cause it was kind of a pivotal moment. And I look at Scott and I'm like, so what's going to happen now? He's, he's going to go and like beat Debo's ass at the end of the movie. And like, he's going to, you know, save the day. And Scott was like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So, like, I expected it. It's it's not really a out of left field thing that happens. However, I give the movie credit and I give the actors credit because despite it being predictable, the scene and the way it was filmed, the way it was performed, it definitely, it held my attention. It kept me on the edge of my seat because the tension was ever so thick. You could cut that shit with a knife, right? It was really, really good. Well, yeah, because how they film it with Debo. Debo wins this fight theoretically early on. Right. He literally, like, knocks fucking Craig out cold, pretty much. Yeah. And But he's like Rocky, Scott. He gets the fuck up. <laughs> he gets the fuck up, throws a brick at Debo. We love that for him. <laughs> hits him with a trash can. Yes. And then finally lands the knockout blow. Yes, queen. <laughs> I did love how everybody, as he was knocked out, go, get up, Craig, get up. Yeah, yeah, that was great. And then at one point, like, he had handed off the gun to his dad, and then I think the mom was holding it at one point. Yeah. And then when <laughs> when Debo starts to beat the shit out of Ice Cube, the mom just, like, goes to storm over there with the gun in her hand, and the dad, like, stop, whoa, no, no, let him be a man. I'm like, you're going to go over there with a the gun? Like, come on, bitch. What uh, are you doing? <laughs> Oh God! Well, she's—he's beating up her baby. I know, but he's a big boy. It he, worked out. I mean, listen, he got rocked, right? But like, if I were Neil Long, I would be like exactly where she was, like over him, be like, "Oh, you're so brave and strong. I love you. Please call me tomorrow. <laughs> Let's get free." Yeah, basically, that is what happens. Everybody's like, "Yeah, he did." Debo starts to wake up, and Red. Lee goes over him and knocks him out again and goes yeah. my grandmother gave me that chain and takes the and bike then, and then Chris Tucker his part was great you just got knocked the fuck out and he's like give me the money <laughs> he looks through his shit and gets the money back so that was great and then yeah Ice Cube has another look into the camera moment after he like successfully snags Neil Long and uh, he's like, yeah, that's right. And then walks away. That was great. And then after that, he successfully also uh, 
breaks it off with his crazy girlfriend, quote unquote. I don't. Yeah, I mean, she's crazy, uh, which also great. And then the end end of the movie, I was like, I can't because we're with fucking uh, fucking Smokey Robinson there. And I just cannot. Yeah, Smokey calls Big Worm. He goes, I got your money. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I went on a journey in like the last two minutes of this fucking movie with Smokey. And Smokey's like, well, I'm going to give you your money. I'm done. I'm going to rehab. So he said that, right? And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, you know, that's great. Like, you know, this character who is pretty much exclusively used just for yucks, for weed humor. And now he's even having a serious moment, too. He's he's getting a little turnaround in the end. He's going to give up weed because he knows that it's bad for him because he's smoking it. Throughout the movie, he smokes like 50 fucking joints. Like, it's, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with smoking weed, but like, you know, anything can be done to excess, right? So, you know, and it got him in all this trouble. So he's like, listen, you sell your own shit from now on. I'm going to rehab. I'm done with this shit. And then pulls out another fucking joint and he just lights it up. And I'm like, Fuck you. He's like, you know I was playing. <laughs> yeah, he looked right in the camera. I'm like, you know, fuck you. Fuck you. You fooled me, you fucking dick. <laughs> well, I also found it very funny because as, uh, as Cra- right before Craig breaks up with his girlfriend, he's laying down in bed, finally ready to go to sleep. The clock goes to 12 o'clock and we get the boom. We get like a nice sound effect. Like that's the end of Friday. It mm-hmm. is now Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's that's clever. That was a clever little note there. But that is Friday. It's Friday, Friday. Gonna get down on Friday. Everybody's <laughs> looking forward to me. With this movie, we go to the whitest girl possible. Oh, that, you know that's gonna be the outro song. <laughs> oh, it's supposed to be. It was a good day by Ice Cube. Oh, maybe. I don't know. We'll find out who wins. Um, I I will say the soundtrack of this movie was like amazing. Like I found out later it was uh certified double platinum in the US, which makes sense. Like the songs in this movie that they use are really great. Yeah, that's the thing about this movie. Everything even if the humor doesn't work, everything fits together pretty well. Like, yeah, there are some turns and some things, but everything fits very well for a guy writing his first script and F. Gary Gray's first directorial debut. Alright, yeah. This movie shouldn't work as well as it does. Mm, I mean, I think it works just as as much as it works, if that makes sense. Like, it, wor- it works fine. I think there are a lot of things that do work about this movie and that I did like. But I think all together as a whole, it's a little scattered. And I didn't laugh as much as maybe I was hoping I would. But I did appreciate the kind of like secret messaging that kind of came out of nowhere like I wasn't expecting it to get serious before watching this I really thought that this whole movie was just gonna be like a straight up like stoner comedy situation and like I wouldn't classify it as that at all I would classify it as a comedy with weed in it like but I wouldn't classify it as necessarily a stoner comedy yeah I I liked it I feel like maybe if I had the nostalgic connection to it that you had I would like it more as far as rating goes I was stuck between a three and a three and a half I ultimately went with three although if I'm being honest I would I would probably go the decimal route that usually you usually go in and give it a 3.25 
That's fine. I I have it as a four point five. I have a. That's good, a a vast difference <laughs> between me and you. It, I I get it, but as you say, I do have kind of nostalgia glasses for it a little bit. Uh huh. That's fair. I, I there ha- are movies that I have that for. I have a good time with this movie. I used to. This movie used to be one of those movies that when it came on. Like and I catch it on fucking like TBS or TNT, even if it was the censored version, mm-hmm. and I watched it. Right. You know, I have a good time. I laugh at the characters. Smokey doesn't bother me as much as he bothered you. I, I honestly, losing Smokey really hurt the series. Right. He gets replaced by Mike Epps, right? Yes. In the sequels. Yeah, Mike Epps is Ice Cube's cousin. Maybe Chris Tucker will come back for the the new new sequel that they're supposedly doing. Well, that always scares me. You know what? It's been a long time. I think the last one was 2008. I mean, he's due for a comeback. Why not? But like Brendan Fraser got a comeback. Well, no, I mean like 2008 was like the last Friday movie, and that wasn't great. Oh, I thought you meant just meant for Chris Tucker. No, Chris Tucker is Chris Tucker. He can come back whenever the fuck he wants to come back. Yeah, but also with that, they've remade movies, you know, from 20 years ago or whatever. And I would say most of the time, it doesn't work. There are a few occasions it does. But who knows? Who could say? But, uh, yeah, Friday's a, Friday's a fun movie. I think... If you want to just go have a good time and just watch a good movie, it's a good movie to just chill out and watch. With that, we want to wish everyone a happy and healthy and green 420. Yes, definitely. Go light one up. Go have a good time. Yeah, just don't smoke and drive, kids. Yes, don't do that. But next week, we are going to be watching a movie that is... Like, if you picture a film that is the most different from Friday and then like open your eyes and that's what this is going to be. I will be introducing Scott to a new movie and it's definitely a very uh, well-known movie and it's going to be interesting. It shall be. I think I haven't seen it in a long time. It's really good though. I think Scott's going to like it. I'm excited. It's one of those movies I've avoided for a long time. So it should be very interesting. But until then, this has been Shoot the Flick. I'm Frankie Sparks. And I'm Scott Eisenberg. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Shoot the Flick and check out our weekly episodes every single Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast. And make sure you come back next week for our scholastic kick-ass movie adventure bye felicia oh damn it's friday friday gotta get down on friday today i didn't even have to use my 8k i gotta say it was a good day